Matt Stepp, this is our fourth and final preview episode of Tep and Step. Can you feel it? I can feel it in my bones. Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Uh, We love you very much. And we are now entering what, uh, I'm trying to do some quick mental math. It's probably like, the fifth hour of preview podcasting that yeah. we've done. Yeah, because we did about an hour and a half for a 1A2A and 3A4A, and then we did a did we do an hour and a half for 5A alone? It was, uh, it was like an hour 20 something, I want to say. I don't <laughs> know where to hold up. Sickos. I mean God, it was it was it was obnoxious when I got to the end of it. I was like, oh my gosh, it's it's the bad. reviews the the reviews are, are, are coming in and they, they seem to the, the people approve nerddom apparently. Okay. Well listen, you guys asked for it. We wouldn't do it if you guys didn't want to do it. I have better things you. to do with my time. Blame you. Um uh this is the big one. This is your class six A preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. We're going to go uh region by region previewing class 6a uh but before that matthew we will start as we always do with your texas high school football fun fact of the week uh matt stab last year um the austin westlake chaparrells have you heard of them they've they've crossed my mind a time or two i've heard their name mentioned a time or two they actually put together the second highest scoring average in 6a history so the largest classification 5a and 6a okay they averaged 56.7 points per game and actually there are a fair number of other teams that were in kind of like the top 20 cy park Mm -hmm. averaged 52 points a game that that's you know short list um garland averaged 51.8 points per game and rockwell heath averaged 50.5 points per game all kind of like in the top 25 all-time scoring uh seasons in 6a uh, history. Of course, the, the all-time greatest offense by scoring average was 2013 Alito, which averaged 63.9 points per game. You know, I feel like if you score nine touchdowns a game, you're probably going to win most of your football games. A hot, take. hot take there. Matt Stepp, though, I mentioned Austin-Westlake. 2021 Austin-Westlake was, uh, was second. Who is first? Who is Class 6A's all-time leading scoring team by points per game average. That's a good one. I'm going to say 2016 Lake Travis. It's an excellent guess. It is actually not even the highest ranked Lake Travis team. Um, Oh, wow. 2020 Lake Travis in seven games averaged 52.5. So, but uh, 2016 Lake Travis was 51.7. Uh, the okay. answer, I'll, 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 t- I'll do this first. I'll give you a year. How about that? Okay, okay. 2019. It's not that long ago. Is it, is it 20, is it Duncanville? 
It is not. Oh, it's no, rock it's wall, not. isn't it? It's rock wall. No, it's not. Dang it's not it. Rock okay, wall. I'm I'm that's three guesses. I'm out. Okay. Matt Stupp, the highest scoring team in Class 6A history. I direct you to the mighty Eagles of Atascacita. Okay. 2019 okay. Atascacita averaged 57.7 points per game uh, behind a, uh, a pretty uh, high-powered attack. Uh, that was the team that had, like, Gavin Session was the quarterback, uh-huh. Darius Edmonds, Dylan Robinson. There, you, look at, you look at their schedule up and down – they uh they scored uh, in their wins in their wins. Now they did take a 56-14 loss to Katie and a and then they lost in to North Shore 76 to 49 in a playoff game. Uh Gosh, they averaged I do remember yes, that game, yeah. They averaged 60 they had 69, nice. Uh nice. 70, 82, 70, 55, 61, 63, 77. Then they beat Umble 18 to 6. Then they beat Deer Park 69 to 29, nice. And then they got in the play, and that was a playoff game. And then forty-six points against Dickinson, forty-two points against Tompkins before they score forty-nine points and lost by twenty-seven to North Shore. That was was a North Shore. That was a North Shore offense that was at the peak of their powers with Zach Evans as a senior Mm -hmm. and Demetrius Davis as a junior. That was. That was peak and North Shore there. I believe Junior Shadrick Banks is receiver too. Like it yeah, was, uh, yeah, it was. That was, a, that, was a, that was a nasty team. But anyway, there it is. Six A's all-time leading scoring team: the 2019 Atascacita Eagles, 57.7 points per game. And there you have it. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Okay, I suppose we should probably talk about Six A now, shouldn't we? I mean, you know, and let's. We're, we'll see we're what happens. A Six A we'll, podcast this week, so I sure, why so. not? So. So here's the, the the interesting thing is that this will have to be uh, different from all of our other preview podcasts mm-hmm. simply because the uh, of the just the way six A is aligned. There's no pre-split divisions. Instead, it's just one big giant classification of 249 teams. So we'll go from we'll I'll take our computer rankings and we'll go 249 uh, and work our way up. So let's, let's talk a little let's bit. Go. Number 249, El Paso Socorro. You know, the Bulldogs are coming in this year. They're, they're probably going to struggle. Um, but, hey, they did win a game last year, so they're they feeling good. They got yeah, a new head coach. They do. They only bring back four starters, though. So, uh, Ouch. Sorry. That would be a tough year we're, for Socorro. We're not going to do that, guys. Uh, but we will <laughs> no offense, back. I guess, pass with Socorro. I guess we'll do a big uh, – we'll do like the uh, – the. we'll start at the top, uh, as we have in the other classifications. And the two teams that the magazine has projected to be the uh, the state champions are in Division One, Austin Westlake. Now mm-hmm. Westlake is our number one team. They've got, uh, of course, three straight state championships. They have two. They have a new coach, uh, a new quarterback, things like that. And then our Division Two champ is the only coach Dodge left coaching, uh, Riley Dodge uh, at South Lake Carroll is our is our projected Division Two champion. Now so both R- of those Riley finally shoves his dad out of the coaching ranks and says, "Hey, my time now, buddy." Now correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he was like, <laughs> I, like they were at Thanksgiving dinner, and he was like, "It's mm-hmm. my time, old man." Yep. That's um, right. It, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Would that represent a a flip of both of their brackets? Um, was it or was Carroll D one last year? No, Carroll was D two. No, Carroll no, was D one, yeah, and, and we got them projected to win D two. Yeah. And Westlake was D2. We have them projected to win D1. So there's a lot of intrigue in 6A because of the Division One, Division Two split and where certain schools, especially near the top of the rankings, uh, fall. And I think 
when we get into Region 1, the biggest one to talk about, we think the biggest swing school is South Lake Carroll because they're kind of right on that borderline of kind of going – like Westlake, there's a scenario Westlake could go Division 2, but it's pretty unlikely, whereas Carroll's – yeah. Yeah, it's kind of really a lot more on the borderline. Yeah, yeah. Westlake, because they got joined in district by uh, basically just three 5A move-ups, right? Dripping Springs, Uh Buta Johnson, and Austin Anderson all moved into their district, all of whom are smaller than them. Um, And and especially two that figure to be pretty darn good in Drip and and Buta Johnson. Not to spoil a Region 4 preview, but like it would be pretty unlikely – for them to go D, for them to go D two, it could happen, uh, but they Del would Valley need to. Del Valley has to get in, right? Yeah. Is that the they that's have to root the, for that's, that's the root hard for Del Valley, and and that's it. Yeah, if the, assuming Lake Travis gets in, which I'm gonna go out on a limb, um, Boy, then they you would are, need, you are then going Westlake, out on a thin one there. Westlake would need to root for Del Valley to make the playoffs. We presently project them sixth in the district. So that would put them out of the district. Yeah, because because Westlake has outgrown Austin Bowie now. Last realignment was Bowie was actually bigger than Westlake. Now mm-hmm. Westlake is is larger than Bowie. So it really it really the only two schools bigger than Westlake are Del Valley and, and Lake Travis. Uh, so so let's talk a little bit about about we'll talk, talk about just these kind of these top these top four teams kind of thing, and we can talk five too as well. We can talk about how many how many teams we you want, Sugar. Um, well, let's start with Westlake. Uh, new coach Tony Salazar takes over. Um, they th- that was absolutely the right move. They, there was no other move to be made. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's, I agree. He's one of the finest defensive minds in Texas high school football, uh, and you have him in your in your backyard. So you just say, "Hey, you want to take take the wheel here?" Now this will be a different Westlake team. Um, they they are going to. I think in many respects um, that that offense that people have gotten to know. Uh, without that, with you know, they're going to be without the star quarterback, Kate Klubnick's off to Clemson, um, and you know they, they're losing a, a decent number of, of other important persons, Connor, Connor Robertson up front. Um, but in a lot of ways, the things that made that that will continue to be the thing are going to be the the, the thing that made Westlake great the past few years will continue to be true, which is their defense is probably going to be pretty stinking good, mm-hmm. and their offensive line is probably going to be pretty stinking good. Um, yep. they could probably put me out there at quarterback and we'd probably go at least six and four. Like, you know, I'd, and they'd probably I'd just say, pay don't some money to see ball. that. I'd pay yeah. Some, yeah, just, just hand it off Tepper. Yeah. Uh, but just this, is, this will be a, this will be a, maybe a little bit less star studded simply because they're not going to have a superstar known commodity quarterback, blue chip quarterback. Mm-hmm. They still got Jaden Greathouse. They still got Will Courtney at safety. They still got Colton Vasek that the Oklahoma commit at deep at, at defensive end. Who's a, a menace. Um, and then they got TJ Shanahan on the, on the offensive line. If you think Westlake's going away, you're you're just you're because Dodge is gone because Clubnick's gone. Like that's just factually inaccurate. I just I don't. That there's is. no other way to put it. That, that is. Now, does Westlake take a step back from their dominance of the last? I mean, you look at this three year run that Westlake has been on. It's been like go look go back to 20, 2019, 2020, yeah. 20, Look how many cl- they 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 have not played many close games. Yeah. In fact, I would venture to say that they played two, and the really North Shore the, semifinal, the state, <clears throat> and then I thought Geyer for about three quarters last year yeah. in the state championship game kept it pretty kept it close, and then Westlake kind of pulled away in the fourth quarter. But even that game, 
I don't I don't think we ever seriously felt like Geyer was going to win that game. No offense right. to Geyer, they played a great game. Just never felt like they were going to win the game. So that's a pretty – I don't think we're going to see that level of dominance in 2022 from Westlake. I, I think they're going to get into some close games this year. I think that's, at probably, minimum, that's at minimum. probably true. The number two team in the state is not projected to win a state championship. That would be the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. Um, now, we were at coaching school and mm-hmm. just talking with coaches around the Houston area, talking with coaches on the North Shore staff, things like that. Um, I think if you, especially if Westlake goes D1, which seems very, very likely, um, if you want to call a potential North Shore Westlake semifinal a coin flip, I think you would be well within your rights there. If you want to install North Shore as a slight favorite, of course, the defending Division One state champs, I think you're within your rights to do that as well. This North Shore team, uh, the defending D1 state champs, they're going to be really good. Yeah, they're they're going to be they're this junior I think it's their junior class is loaded. Like when mm-hmm. they were freshmen, there were kind of whispers around North Shore that that freshman class was their best class ever. Like and now those guys are juniors. So uh and then you got the quarterback Caleb Bailey who as a freshman led North Shore to a state championship. He's back and now you feel like with his talent coach Gaston the offensive coordinator trusts him a little bit more. They're going to open the offense up a little bit. They've got uh, LeBlanc at receiver. They got Amador, who's committed to UTSA. They're loaded. They've got they got Hardeman at running back. Mm-hmm. They're going to be really good. They're going to be really stinking good on both sides yeah. of the ball. So uh, this this could be a really vintage North Shore ball club. And I think uh, I think Westlake North Shore semifinal looking ahead would be classic stuff. Now they played that game two years ago in Katy, so North Shore yeah. would have to come into the Austin area to play that game. So that would be. Tough, but they've gone to Austin and played Lake Travis and fared quite well. So I don't think mm-hmm. that's going to scare North. I mean, hell, they've gone to they've gone to AT and T three times and beat Duncanville three times. So right, I don't think traveling is going to be going to scare North Shore. And then the number th- to round out the top three, you have the number three team in the state, which is it is our Division two projected champion, which is uh, South Lake Carroll. Now we'll talk about their 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 path to Division two in in a moment, but I think the if you're just looking at the team. Uh, they bring back uh, quarterback and running back, a super productive quarterback in Caden Anderson, and a super productive running back in Owen Allen. Um, n- now uh, they have a they have a pretty strong they have a receiver they feel really good about in, in Jacob Jordan on the outside. Now I'll say this: this is a team with some holes to fill. Um, yeah, they lost a and, lot. And, Graduation and, hit them hard, and, and a lot of and it's 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 not at the but it's not the superstar positions. It's at the it's at the it's at the the foundational positions. Offensive line needs to be retooled. Um, like defensive line needs to be. I mean, they defensive bring back, line. They, they, the, they lose the, a lot. The, the, the defense was really senior heavy last year. The mm-hmm. defense has got to be retooled, and so there are there are questions about this about this this South Lake Carroll team beyond which bracket they go to. There are they're a team that on paper, especially like top end talent and like like headline grabbing talent, one of the very best in the state, but. That's not to say that this is, this is a, a Dragons team that is without question marks. And and some of them are within their control, like how they how the defense comes around. And some of them are not, which is like what bracket they go to. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think regardless of what bracket Southlake goes into, they're going to be a threat. But I, I think there are enough holes, enough question marks to where you're, you're, there's some concerns. There's, it's not 
they're not if they, like if, if you know a lot of people are saying oh Southlake goes to Division two they're they're going to run the table not so fast Division Div- number one Division two is going to be better this year than it has been but this Southlake team even if they go Division two I don't think there's a lock because they've got question marks. Well, and that's that's kind of what's so funny because like we were doing this in other in other we've done it in regions and things like that. We've been like, where do you draw the 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 gap? There's a gap in every classification of like where's the gap of contenders? Where's where's the super elite line? And uh, like that's not to say that I don't think that Carol and Duncanville and Katie and Geyer are going to be spectacular. I think they're going to be really really good football teams. I hope you guys know that. But does it feel to me, to you, like Westlake and North Shore might just be on a different level? On paper, in the preseason, it looks that way. To yep. me, I think there's a clear delineation. I think Westlake and North Shore are, are the clear clear top two teams, and then I think there's a gap. And then I think you take Carroll, Duncanville, Katie, Geyer, um, DeSoto, teams like that, and I yeah. think the gap is much smaller, and I think you could – mix and match those teams in any number of combinations okay so so there you go um that's our 6a preview we hope you enjoy it. okay we're, not, we're gonna go we're gonna go region by region yeah um and, and try we're, to break we're this. gonna break this thing down like only two nerds yeah. can do so we're gonna start in region one and region one of course our number one ranked team in in the region is south lake carroll our number two ranked team and if you wanted to say a team that i might feel I don't know. Uh, it's 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 Denton Geyer has me feeling weird. They of course are a team. They state runner up from a year ago, and there's like every time I think of one thing I really like about them, I think of another thing that worries me. Like on one hand, they bring back Jackson Arnold. Jackson Arnold is spectacular. He's incredible at the quarterback. Really good. Spot. He's really good. Um, but they have a new head coach. Reed Heim will their their season open. Who does this guy are open against? Uh, Rockwall Heath on a Thursday. Rockwall Heath. That will be his first game as a head coach. Um, there. Um, they, I think their defense has got some some playmakers. Peyton Bowen in the secondary is fantastic. But they're also, I think, going to have some holes on the defensive side that are going to, that, that especially that front seven that kind of need to be filled mm-hmm. in. This is a confounding um, Denton Geyer team that I do think their ceiling is super high. But I also just have these question these questions, and being put into one of the very toughest districts and deepest districts in the, in, in the DFW Metroplex doesn't help things either. My, my concern with Geyer is not with their frontline talent. My concern with Geyer is depth. This is mm-hmm. not a very deep ball club, and the the, the gap between their ones and, and their two, uh, they're gonna have to play. They're gonna have to play some guys probably on like the Bowens. Last year mm-hmm. they used the Bowens on both sides of the ball in the state championship game. I think we may have to see that for a lot more the season this year and combine that lack of depth with playing a tough schedule in one of the toughest districts. I mean, they non-district, they've got Rockwall Heath, they've got Alito, like they've got a really good non-district schedule. And then they jump into District 5, 6A, which, which top to bottom is one of the deepest districts in the state. Can they survive that grind and stay healthy? Because they're, they're one or two injuries away from, from being, from being uh, much – much depleted ball club. So that's the thing that worries me about Geyer is the depth and can they handle that grind of a potential 14, 15, 16 games. But here's what's funny is that I think you look at District 5, which is very, is very stacked, but you look at District 5 and, and, and as far as like a team you don't have questions about, it doesn't exist because let's talk about Allen. Allen is a, a program that has been going through a tremendous amount of change. 
Um, they have a new head coach in Lee Wigginton after one third year. Third head Chad. coach in three years. That's yeah. weird at to say, Allen, but yeah. At Allen High School, yeah. third head coach yeah. in three years. Uh, they bring in Lee Wigginton, who was successful at Midlothian Heritage, um, takes over this program, and he does so with a team that has some stars. Um, I mean, they bring they they do have the quarterback back, and and Mike Hawkins mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is a is a is a dude. He's a bona fide he's, dude. He's as good a junior quarterback as there is in the state of Texas. He's yeah. he's really outstanding. But, but he's basically but, alone offensively. Like yeah, their offensive line was decimated by graduation. Now they got it. They got help because the um, the carpenter kid who's a uh, FBS pro, I think he's committed to Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Moved in from Midlothian Heritage with his dad, who got hired on Wigginton's staff. Uh, that he helps, he he will give them something on the offensive line. But other than that, they 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 were they were wiped on the offensive line. And then their best defensive player, DJ Hicks, moves back mm-hmm. to the Houston area with his dad, who got hired at, at, as DC at Katie Pato. So they do bring back uh, Zena Umazulu. Umazulu. Um, hope I'm saying his name right. If I'm not, I'm sorry, Zena. Uh, but he's back. But I mean, how effective will he be? Because his running buddy DJ Hicks is now gone. Yeah. So, and then their running back, their leading returning rusher, uh, moved to California. So this is an Allen team that is going to be very young. Now their sophomore class is loaded. Allen's got a group of sophomores that remember that, remember that class that came through. I think it was the class ahead of Kyler Murray's class that had that had all the Division One players. It was yes. but there's like there's like four or five guys in the NFL that from that yes. from that Allen team Kyler's junior year they were loaded this sophomore class has been compared to that class but they're sophomores and they're in a tough yeah. district so how will they mature and how will they handle a new head coach all that stuff there's and how will they handle a really tough non-district schedule as well like you look at Allen's schedule and I could I could look, I could I could easily see Allen go seven and three six and four which is crazy mm-hmm. but I could see that because of how tough the schedule is um, so we've talked a lot about the DFW Metroplex and, and we'll continue to do that because that's where a lot of the, you know, there, there are two districts that are not in the DFW Metroplex. Yeah. District one, uh, it, of course, uh, you know, I, I, I'll just, I'll just say this and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if I see a team from, from the El Paso area making a run in, in this year. Um, uh, there are teams I like, I, mm-hmm. I, I could be talked into El Paso Eastwood. Um, but I don't, especially if they go D2, which it sounds like it looks like they're going to. Yeah. They're Um, pretty locked. I think they may be the smallest, one of the small, smallest two schools in the district. So yeah, no, you're right. They are the smallest school. So they're going D2. So that's helpful, but I'm not sure I can see them, a team from El Paso make it run. I think the, the, if I think if you're looking for a team that can make the deepest run, it's America's who could be in division two. Also, I think America's could be the team that has the potential for the East because Eastwood made that, made that third round run last yeah. year. I think America's could be the team, but I mean, I think the best, the best team in that district is probably Pebble Hills in my opinion, but mm-hmm. their problem for Pebble Hills is they're going to go division one and the path of division one, especially in the early rounds is a lot tougher. So, well, you know, El Paso district one, six, eight will be a fun district to watch because it's very balanced one through about seven, but I don't know. I don't think you have any true regional contenders, obviously. So, then there's re- there's District Two, and District mm-hmm. Two is of course a little Southwest Conference uh, held together once again in, in in realignment, and 
you know, last year we were talking about how Midland Legacy looked the part of a team that could contend with the DFW teams. Uh, that did not come. That did not come come to pass. They they played Carroll in the second round of the playoffs, and they get launched they into blessed. the sun. They, they got blasted. Um, yep. So I'm I, I I look at I look at the little Southwest Conference, and I I I think that you're going to have a couple of teams like Legacy, like the the top looks like it's going to remain the same, and Legacy and, and Permian in some sort of order. I my my preference is 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 Legacy, but. I also am not sure that there's a team that is going to be able to, to come into the Metroplex this year. I felt I, I was bullish on legacy last year, being able to come into the, in the Metroplex. I feel less good about a, a little Southwest conference team coming to the Metroplex and, and making a playoff run here. Here's the thing to keep an eye on in district two. And it's really more about who gets those last couple of playoff spots, because if Odessa high makes the playoffs along with Permian, that pushes Midland legacy division two. Now, yes. if Legacy goes Division Two, maybe, maybe you could squint and see a, a third round run. You know that kind of. Th- I, I think Legacy goes. I think Legacy, if they go Division Two, could easily be a third round playoff team. But mm-hmm. they got to go Division Two now. Odessa High showed some signs last year under first year head coach Dusty Ortiz, and really, when you get past, I think Legacy and Permian and District Two, I think all those teams are pretty evenly matched. So you could squint and see Odessa high sneaking in and getting one of those, one of those two playoff spots at third or fourth, maybe then push legacy division two. Then maybe you see legacy making a deeper playoff run. But I think if legacy, I think division one, I think it's, it's tough for any of those teams to compete. District, I guess we're just going to go district by district. District three, we move into the move, move <laughs> into you the. Do. Uh, You're, you are sure. the boss. I, we're just, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it might just be the easiest way to do it. District three, uh, Trinity looks that looks like you know Trinity's an interesting team because they're a team that that gets hammered by graduation in a big way. They they lose their their superstar running back. Um, but, but Trinity, I mean, I, Trinity. They're Trinity. They're going to be good in, in all the normal places. And the other thing is, I think they got placed into a district where they are going to be. I, I think maybe clearly the best team in, in that district. I mean, yeah, they look like I, the North, North Crowley. That, 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 uh, I'm sorry to keep stuttering. No, no, you're fine. The, North, uh, North Crowley, Greg Gates, I think he's got them pointed in the right direction. Yeah. I don't know if they'll be able to compete with Trinity this year, but I think they're a solid number two team. I do think that, I do think that that kind of battle for two, three, and four in that district between Boswell, Weatherford, and North Crowley will be fun. Um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a team like Crowley, uh, puts together some sort of resurgent run, maybe Chisholm trail gets hot, but like, uh, it, it does seem like district three Trinity looks like the, the, the odds on favorite. There is a nice kind of grouping of, of, of what's called undercard there, but I'm not sure I necessarily mm-hmm. see a contender out of it. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. Even Trinity is a district favorite. I, I wouldn't consider Trinity as far as a, um, you know, a team that could compete regionally this year. On to District 4, and District 4 uh, is the South Lake Carroll. This is where the intrigue. I guess let's get into this. So we so South Lake Carroll's enrollment is 2,816.5. You don't have to write this down. It's okay. Here's, here's the bottom line of it. They are right smack dab not only of the district, like as their enrollment is concerned, but also they're right smack dab of all the teams that could make the playoffs there like mm-hmm. i don't i am not buying in for example on haltum haltum is a team that would be smaller than them that would push them to the division one bracket uh but but like for example there is there is a a very very reasonable uh play uh world in which keller timber creek and keller make the playoffs and mm-hmm. that sends carol to d2 
There is also a very real possibility that Fossil Ridge and Byron Nelson make the playoffs, and that sends them to D1. Like, they are right smack dab in the middle. Yes, that's that's the thing. Is is, is Fossil Ridge is really the team to keep? Because basically, I think, if correct me if I'm wrong with the enrollments, Fossil Ridge and Eaton both have to get in to send Carroll to Division One. Uh, Fossil Ridge, or no, Hall- it's Fossil Ridge yeah, and Byron Hall- Nelson. Yeah, it's fo- okay. Fossil Ridge. So there are four teams. Let me. Well, I'll just run through. It. There are four teams that are smaller than 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 Carroll, Byron Nelson, uh, Fossil Ridge, Keller Central, and Haltom. If two of those four teams get in the playoffs, then that would go. send Carroll to Division One. Now, and I, I've, I have sent Keller Central seventh and Haltom eighth in the district. So yeah, I think we it's. Too. Yeah, I think I think I think Byron Nelson is a pretty consensus number two pick to finish would, second behind Carroll. This is a Nelson yeah, team I, that 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 I like. The intrigue really here is with Fossil Ridge because if you take Fossil Ridge, Keller, and Timber Creek and look at kind of what they had coming back and what their results were last year, they, they're kind of all the Keller schools tend to kind of be pretty evenly matched and kind of beat up on each other most years. Look at last year's. I think I think the last year those those three split amongst each other. They all went one and one against each other, which tells you kind of again how mm-hmm. evenly matched they are. Fossil Ridge on paper brings the most back. Now, do they bring the most back in key positions? We don't. That's that's the stuff that you have to keep an eye on. That's the entry here is is that that battle between Fossil Ridge, Keller, and Timber Creek, and can Fossil Ridge secure one of those playoff spots? Well, and, and, I, just a spoiler, I think Fossil Ridge is going to get one of the playoff spots. But I think okay. the magazine, we disagree. We yeah. do not have them in the playoffs. So that's it's 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 a 50 it's a it's a coin flip. Well, and, and perhaps you're asking, well, what's the big deal? Who cares? Um, it's it's a huge difference because, for example, if you are if 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 you're talking about if if Keller well, let's say Carol goes to the D2 bracket, I think they would be favored to win the D2 bracket. There are other teams that we'll, we're going to talk about here. I mean, they would have to run through Geyer at some point um, and, you know, things like that. But, uh, like, if they were to go to the D1 bracket, I mean, at some point they'd run into Allen, they'd run into Trinity, they'd run into, you know, in a semifinal, a team like Duncanville, they'd run into Rockwall Heath, like a lot Arlington of... Martin. Arlington yeah, Martin. A, like, a lot of heavy hitters, and they'd see them mm-hmm. soon. So, uh, uh, Keller Fossil Ridge, it, uh, it, like they they get this year's Austin Bowie Memorial Most Important Team in the State yeah. Award. Was it two years uh, ago? We were watching. It was like it was Hayes Consolidated. We were watching Hayes yeah. Consolidated. I mean, it, it's kind of instead of watching the Austin District, we're gonna be watching District Four mm-hmm. quite a bit here. So we talked. It's a coin flip. About, it's yeah. a total coin flip. We talked at length about District Five with Denton Guy and Allen. I do think Prosper is interesting. Um, they bring back a decent, the quietest, have, have, yeah. has Prosper been the quietest team to make three straight regional finals? And it was, mm-hmm. no one talks about them. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's, you know what it is? It's, it's, it's very, it's, it's very much Mansfield summit in the same way because they lose like three or four regular season games. Mm-hmm. Like they and, always, they always into the playoffs at like seven and three or six and four and like nowhere near the state rankings. And then, and then we look high. up in round yeah we look up in round four and they're taking Geyer to overtime in round four you know uh, Harrison they have, bring back Harrison Rosar their their quarterback is a three thousand yard passer and is a star so I, I think Prosper is in that mix as well um, in 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 District Five um, Mc, District McKinney Six is a te- I want to say, I want to say, McKinney yeah. is really a team to watch 
because of the experience coming back and the addition of Kelber Cluster at quarterback. 100%. The SMU commit, I, I, I think he propels them into the playoffs, but it's, it makes this district a lot more interesting because McKinney is dynamic enough and dangerous enough now, I think, to pull an upset on one of the big three in this district, in District 5. District 6 is where um, you've got the Louisville ISD and Plano ISD. Um, and last year, it was a, last year, as we predicted, it was a Louisville ISD sweep of the playoff, of the playoff spots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Louisville does get, they get, they get hit hard by graduation and a lot of those dynamic playmakers are gone. Um, you know, for a team that, that was one of the most exciting offenses in the state, that might be enough to push Marcus into the, the, the catbird seat there. I would agree. Um, but let's also talk about the team that I don't know if you've you've heard this, but everyone's talking about. Um, everyone's talking guess. about. <laughs> Do you have a guess? Uh, is it cowboy fight never dies? That's right. It's those it's those darn Coppell Cowboys, and many those people are saying Coppell Cowboys. Yeah, those big bootstrapped underdog Coppell Cowboys, and and many people are saying that this could be the year that Coppell not only wins the district but wins the state championship. Your reaction. Bold, bold. Uh, <laughs> the word is, as a, as a great man once said, uh, let everyone know we're back up. Right? Is that yes. the that's that's the word? I, put the I word, do put think, the word out. Yeah, put the word out. We're back up. I, I would say I will say this. I have Coppell in the playoffs. I think they're going to be right there. Two, yeah. three, fight. I think Louisville's young, but Louisville is talented young. Yes, their 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 lower levels are really good. I think it's enough to keep Louisville at the number number two spot. Hebron has also got a new coach and young and talented as well. I think your four playoff teams here are Marcus, Louisville, Coppell, and Hebron. I think Marcus is a clear number one, and I think Louisville, Coppell, and Hebron mix and mash them in any order, two yeah. through four. I think Plano is going to be improved, but just on the outside looking in this year. Yeah, um, I tend to think that you're right. Uh, you know, I think Flower Mound may be due for a little bit of regression here. Defensively, I, I they get hit really hard. Sorry, Rudy. Yeah, I know. Um, Sorry, but, but yeah. Anyway, uh, you heard it here first. Capel, 2022 state champions. So here's God, District how, 7. How insufferable okay. would you be? Pick, I would wear Pickle, my... I, Pickle was pretty insufferable when Lano made their their semifinal run. If Capel made a deep playoff run, how insufferable would you be? I would wear a, my letter jacket every day for a year. Um, okay. <laughs> Someone please clip that, please. <laughs> uh, District 7. Uh, hey, look. It's a team. Uh, it's a new team in, in, in 6A. The Highland Park Scots make their triumphant return to Class 6A, and you didn't get the memo. They didn't get the memo, Greg. They they they're supposed to keep Highland Park in 5A, right? Yeah, that's, supposed, I was that's, say, that's yeah. the word on the message boards, right? It's the, Highland the Park cons- plus one, right? The conspiracy fell fell apart. Uh, now yes. now look, I think they landed in a manageable district wherein they they oh, are yeah. the the the, the, uh, the favorites. Yeah. Um, they're the second best team, I think, is it's either depending on your mileage may vary, but it's either high, uh, Lake Highlands or Jesuit. Jesuit mm. got hit hard by graduation. They, they did. They they are going to be really young in the trenches, which kind of ha- gives me pause. Lake Highlands got got hammered offensively. Their offense mm. is going to be just babies out there. Uh, so for me, I look at Highland Park as a team. If you're if you're asking me like what's the elevator pitch on Highland Park in 2022. Um, a district, a, a, a favorite in their district, a couple rounds deep in the playoffs. But if you're asking me, do I think they're a state championship contender in 6A, my answer right now would be no. I agree. I, I think part of the reason why I, I don't see Highland Park making a deep run is they're probably looking at a second round matchup with Geyer. So yeah. 
that's going to be tough. I think Hollow Park's the clear favorite in this district, but I don't see a regional contender at all in, in District 7. I think Hollow Park and Jesuit are 1-2. I think Richardson ISD gets the last two playoff spots. I like Lake Highlands mm-hmm. and I like Berkner for 3-4, with MacArthur kind of right there on the heels as kind of a team that could that could spoil the party, so to speak. Be the, Let's spend the, the next 30 minutes for Irving. Yeah, I agree. Let's spend the next 30 minutes talking about the Irving Tigers. Um, let's go Let's go through the depth chart. Yeah, about, uh, do you need to bring Mike in. Roach in for this yeah, uh, breakdown? The Irving um, Irving alum, or the illustrious Irving Tiger alum, rounding out district future eight. New York Times best-selling author, by the way. Right, um, rounding out uh, Region One, we'll go to District Eight, and and that is uh, that's a really I think it's a like a, another region or another district that I think has a clear favorite, a clear alpha in in Arlington Martin, and uh-huh. and Martin. Uh, this kind of looks like a vintage Martin team. I think their defense is going to knock people's blocks off. Yeah, it's going to um, be a really good. And they're kind of flying. You know, the last couple of years, we've really been hyping Martin up. And they kind of, especially last year, you know, Louisville took it to them in the second round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think Martin kind of likes being that under the radar kind of, yeah. you know, not talked about team as much. I think that they are the clear favorite in this district. But then you get into this really fun race for two, three, and four. Because I don't know, I don't think you can draw too thick of lines between South Grand Prairie, Arlington Lamar, Arlington Bowie, Grand Prairie. Um, like this is yep. a really, this is, a, I mean, Grand Prairie was the team you remember made the playoffs last year. We have them sixth in the district. Yeah, Grand Prairie won a playoff game last year. Yeah. Now they, now they lose a stud in Savion Red and mm-hmm. a lot of the guys that, that really were behind that, that resurgence from the Gophers. Um, but I think they could. I mean, the the Arlington Arlington ISD football is in a little bit of a da- other than Martin is in a little bit of a down cycle right now. You know, I remember a few years ago, man, Martin, Bowie, Arlington High, Lamar, all were really good at the same time. It's not quite that right now. I think Bowie does with their experience, second year into Joe Sam. I think they will take a step forward and grab one of those playoffs. I, I think SGP is your clear number two team. I think the real battle here is for three and four. I think Bowie and Arlington get those two final two playoff spots, but it, the the gap is not very large. So let's move over to Region Two, and and, and the, the 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 story in Region Two is kind of I don't know how you felt, but I felt like realignment really just like a lot of status quo here, like a lot of not a lot of movement to, between regions. Like Mm-mm. our highest ranked team that moved into Region Two was is Pflugerville Weiss. And we'll talk about them in a minute. They I, were I a like five they move up. They were yeah, and they're they're five they move up. But as far as teams moving over regions, like you're talking about, like Hutto, and they are in the weird district. We'll talk about in a minute. But Region Two kind of status quo held as far as realignment is concerned. Now yes, I think very there's some. So. I do think there's some movement as far as contenders are concerned. There are. Uh, let's see. There's four of the top ten here in Duncanville, Desoto, Spring Westfield, and Rockwall, but. I, as far as like, if you're looking for like dramatic shifts in what the class, what region two looks like, like you got to look elsewhere. Yeah. Region two uh, on, on the whole, other than district 12, which had a lot of change, it's pretty much the districts stayed the same with just a couple of move ups or move arounds sprinkled in here and there. And I think, I think if you're looking at, at how, who, where the district, where the region runs through, it runs through 11, six, a, I think in with now the biggest news here, Tepper is probably in 11, six, a with DeSoto with Waxahachie's growth now overtaking DeSoto in enrollment. Yes. Potentially, 
pushing DeSoto into the Division Two bracket uh, if the playoffs kind of go the way we think they're going to go, which that would be the biggest news because DeSoto the last two years has been a regional finalist in Division One and fell to Duncanville. DeSoto goes to, to Division Two. I think they instantly take the mantle as the regional favorite in Division Two. Yeah, I think that that's I think that's fair, and 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 they're going to be pretty darn loaded uh, this year. Uh, we'll go district by district because that's apparently what we're doing this podcast. Um, district District Nine. Um, uh, it's it's a Garland ISD district uh, plus Wiley ISD. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like Name and Forest and Saxe kind of duking it out at the top. Lakeview Centennial was a team that um, kind of kind of fell back to earth last year. Um, yeah, they had to forfeit. You know, last year, thank thank God, we did not have a lot of COVID issues. But yeah. Lakeview had a COVID issue. Had to forfeit a key district game against North Garland, which ultimately kept them out of the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen. I pray that doesn't happen this year. Knock and I think one. Lakeview has enough experience where I, I think they'll be a, a playoff team. Yeah. So, but you know, as far as the top of the district, you know, Naaman and Saxe to me look Agreed. like the two the two favorites there. Uh, but I also I don't I don't necessarily see a statewide contender here. No, I mean Garland last year goes ten and zero and then loses in the first round of the playoffs. Garland yeah. ISD football on, a, on, a, on the whole has struggled recently, and I think there's a decent chance that Garland ISD gets swept again in the first round of the playoffs. Well, and part of that is that District Ten is, um, mm-hmm. you know, is is pretty good. Is pretty good, especially at the very top. Um, now they've held together. They've got some new some newcomers here at the bottom of the district in, in Roy City and in, in North Forney uh, to five A move ups. Roy City was a, was a solid. They were a playoff team last two, year. Two five A Division Two moves up. They, yeah. they went from they skipped Division One altogether and went straight yeah. to six A. Um, but it, at the top, you've got you've got two. Two teams in Rockwall and Rockwall Heath, both of whom are, I think, going to they're gonna look a lot different. That's for darn a sure. Lot, I mean a lot uh, different. Yeah. And, Rockwall's and, gonna be much more of a their their quarterback is more of a runner. Like Lake Bennett is yeah. more of a think think and I don't want to compare him to Tim Tebow, but think of a Tim Tebow style quarterback. Whereas yeah. Rockwall in the past has been four wide let's throw it 45 times a game let's let's air it out mm-hmm. they're not going to look like that this year and then rockwall heath loses that stellar senior class they're going to look a lot different and rockwall heath has a new coach as well mm-hmm. um if you're looking one of my sleepers is here um i do think that uh that mesquite's got a chance to be pretty good um, yeah demarcus harris did a great job in year one getting getting mm-hmm. them to the, to the area now they lost to duncanville in the second round but in year one to get them to the area playoffs great job I think my sleeper is Mesquite Horn. Mm. Courtney Allen, I think he's got he's got them buzzing at Horn. Keep an eye on Mesquite Horn. I, th- I think Horn gets into the playoffs this year. So then there's District 11, which is the you know one of the districts of doom. Two of the top eight teams here: Duncanville number uh, number four, DeSoto number eight. Let's talk a little bit about Duncanville. Their top ten team again, um, coming off of what I think was their best chance to win a state championship. Um, I mean. In the state, yeah, I, their best chance probably if Jaquin and Jackson doesn't get hurt in the Correct. semifinals. But going into the state champ, I mean, I mean, going into that North Shore game, Duncanville was a almost unanimous pick to beat North Shore last year, mm-hmm. and didn't work out. So it didn't work out. Um, yeah. They should, you know, should. now and and they they've got a couple that they lose some some pretty key pieces. Amari Abor is gone. Malachi Medlock's gone. Jordan Crook is gone. Guys like that, Jalen Early, the big offensive lineman. They're still going to be really good. Colin Simmons at the defensive end spot, Lontrell Turner, the receiver mm-hmm. spot. I mean, to Corey and Moore, their receiver core is going to be excellent. They've got um, great receivers. The question is, are they going to use them? 
And that's yeah. the big thing. Last year, Duncanville, in my opinion, in the state championship game, was way too conservative with their with their with their play calling and didn't didn't push the ball downfield enough. I think North Shore knew that and played into that. Well, they have a new offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, Todd Peterman. Yep. You may know who Todd Peterman is. Supposedly, Reggie Reggie Samples, the head coach of Duncanville, is going to let Peterman cook. If, okay. if we know Peterman, he likes he's much more of an up tempo. He's going to push the ball and push the envelope a little bit. Will Duncanville's offense look a lot different with Peterman calling the shots? Is he going to be able to push the envelope a little bit? That's that's the key. DeSoto took two, three losses last year. Two of them were to Duncanville. Um, but there the is one, some. I'll the say loss this: to Judson was the one that was weird. But then, you know, going to San yeah. going to San Antonio. Yeah. Looking back on it now, Judson struggled, but yeah, it was, it was a weird loss. Now this is a look. This is a loaded DeSoto team. Like they just, are. there's no two ways about it. We saw there the, the they won the state seven on seven tournament. John T. Cook is a monster. They feel really good about their quarterback situation. They feel good about their defense. They feel good about Trey basically Weisner everything. Trey moved in. I mean, Trey yes. Weisner, four star running back from Waco Connolly. Like they're loaded. Every every that they do have questions. I I say DeSoto has questions in the trenches on both sides of the ball. They have some questions agree. that need to be answered on the offensive line, the defensive line. That'll be the key for DeSoto. But at skill spots on both sides of the ball, this is as good as DeSoto's been. That's and then saying C- something. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's Cedar Hill. Cedar Hill's, you know, a, a team that 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 got hot late, you know, for whatever that's worth. They got hot late, and, and they bring back a fair amount of that team from last year's team, 13 starters. I think that their defense has an opportunity to be really special. Kylan Salter, although Kylan Salter is out now with, with He's an out injury. for the year. Yeah, he had yeah. an injury, yeah. And they um, lost their, de- their defensive coordinator. They're, 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 they're on their mm-hmm. third defensive coordinator in three years because they keep getting hired as head coaches. Right. Um, you know, a, a lot of this, I think a lot of the problem last year was that the offense never really got off the ground. No. Uh, if the offense can take a step forward, then they can kind of get back into that mix. But I'm, I'm just not sure that they're into that. They're at that, that kind of contentious level. They would, this is a team that would be a favorite in a lot of districts, but they're in the wrong district. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're going to look a little different. Supposedly they're going to go to more of a Baylor style offense with the off, with the kind of what mm-hmm. Baylor does with the, the running, running game. Zone, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna kind of go to that. We'll see if that works. Waxahachie is my team to watch out for. I think Waxahachie is is a is a budding powerhouse. Keep an eye on Waxahachie. They 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 pushed Cedar Hill and DeSoto last year. Lost close games to both of them. Played Duncanville as close as anyone in the district. So Waxahachie, they're they're bringing back a ton. That that actually, I have Cedar Hill fourth. I think Waxahachie finishes third in this district. So then there's um then there's District Twelve. And District 12 is the, the, it was, there was always going to be one district because of just, and it was always going to be like a central Texas district that it needed to be reshaped. And they were going to, they were going to need to, to kind of take a bunch of pieces from here and there and kind of shove them all together. And it happens to be District 12, where mm-hmm. you've got teams that were in District 12 last year, like Temple and Harker Heights and Bryan and Coppers Cove. You're adding in a, a natural fit in central Texas, in my opinion, in, uh, in Hewitt Midway. That's that just makes a lot of sense, right? Geographically, and then they're just like, eh, why don't we put Hutto and Flugerville Weiss here too? Well, it kind of had to because of Clean ISD opening that new high school and pushing almost all of their schools down to Class Five A. So right. they kind of had to. And then Waco, remember Waco, Waco was in District Eleven mm-hmm. with Midway, and they dropped down to Five A as well. So there really there were no other schools in Central Texas left. And then Pflugerville is the first, you know, so they kind of had to dip into the Austin area. So it's a, it's an odd mishmash of Austin, Brazos Valley, and then Central Texas. 
It's a good yeah. district, though. I, I think competitive. It is. It's a really fun one district. through seven. It's a it's a fun district to keep an eye on. Yeah, I think that you're right. I, I think that there's there's going to be some really tight games here and kind of some some feeling out process. Uh, uh, feeling out process. I like Temple. Um, I like Temple as a real, even potentially like a statewide sleeper. I, I like this team a lot. Some of the playmakers they've got are going to be are going to be really special. Most notably, you know, they, they've got that they've got that linebacker that I love, the Baylor commit. Oh, Tori uh, York. Yeah, Tori York, York. Who is they got Mikhail Harrison pilot yeah. on offense. The problem for Temple. I'm looking at this. They might go division one. Yeah. We it's, haven't projected a division one. Yeah. They, because there's a lot of small six A's in this. Temple's a fairly small six A now. Um, I, I think Temple is the team to beat, but going division one makes yeah. their path much, much tougher. If, in my opinion. If, you know, so if Harker Heights and Pflugerville Weiss get into the playoffs, which I would say is likely. In fact, I actually. Har- yeah. Harker heard. Heights, I think is a solid they're they're the they're the consensus number two. Weiss is the question mark because of the move up from five A, but I think they've got enough to hold off Brian Hutto midway. Yeah. Personally, um, it it's, it'll be a fun district to watch. But yeah, Temple Temple with an enrollment under twenty four hundred could go D one, which would be which is the flaw in the system, right? Yeah. I mean, you you could have you know a team like Desoto who is twenty eight twenty nine hundred be Division two. Temple being at twenty three hundred, low twenty three hundred. I think Temple's like twenty three twenty something, being Division one. That's the flaw in the in the postseason split, in my opinion. District thirteen, um, the Woodlands is our favorite here in the magazine, mm-hmm. and and I don't think it's actually all that close. Well, um, I think the Woodlands is a is a low key sleeper in Division yeah. one. In this, mm-hmm. I think they got some. They they bring a lot back. They got a couple of key transfers move in. Uh, Quanell Farrakhan and uh, the kid from New Caney, the other receiver, mm-hmm. moved in. They're going to be loaded offensive. The, the Highlanders are going to be explosive. Yeah, they're going to be, and they're, they're locked into D one because they're they're the biggest school in that district. But they're going to be mm-hmm. very very dangerous. Uh, they look like the runaway favorite in my opinion. District thirteen. Um, College Park had a really nice year last year. Kind of real under the radar. Nobody really paid attention. Last to two it. years. Last yeah. two. Year, they won. They won the district in twenty twenty. They've been, and I think they're 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 the consensus number two. Pick. I think the real intrigue here is for is three through about seven between Conroe, mm-hmm. Willis, New Caney, Grand Oaks, and Oak Ridge. I think those four teams are going to be kind of, or five teams mm-hmm. are going to be fighting it out for those last two playoff spots. District 14 is Spring ISD and Aldine ISD, and I think it goes in that order. Uh, Spring ISD yeah. and then Aldine ISD. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, look, I mean, Westfield once again looks like the class of this district. Um, and I, as much as I loved spring last year, um, I, I do think that they, they could they take, take a, a, a pretty a sizable big, step back. Yeah. They lost their coach. They lost Bishop Davenport. They lost a great senior class. And then one of their best, their best returning defensive player, the D tackle, who I believe we had projected as the district defensive player of the mm-hmm. year in the magazine. He's at North shore now. Um, so, <laughs> and by the way, by the way, that, that bef- even before that they graduated 43 lettermen. Yeah. They lost a lot, yeah. So I think Decaney gets the two spot. I think Springs got enough Ooh. for the third spot. You like Decaney for second? Yes, I like Decaney for number two. I think Decaney gets past Spring. I think the 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 battles for fourth between Eisenhower and Davis. I lean to Eisenhower because they got that dude in Ryan Niblett. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that that's that's fair. I, th- I think that Aldine is kind of the Aldine ISD is just going to be fighting for that fourth playoff spot mm-hmm. kind of amongst themselves. District fifteen is the is the Klein and Tomball ISD. Uh, plus Waller uh, thrown in there. Um, you know, Tomball was the team that made all of us look super dumb last year. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out Tomball. Um, but they, I mean, and they're going to love that hard. I said this, but it's like, man, they got, they, I mean, they were so yeah. senior heavy last year. Yeah. You know, two years ago it was Tomball Memorial. Remember Tomball yeah. Memorial with jo- Joseph Manjack made that great run, went 12 yeah. and one, I believe. I think Tomball and Tomball Memorial both have a lot of questions this year. I think we could see a Klein ISD sweep at the four playoff spots. Really? I, th- I, I think, yeah, I think Oak gets the fourth spot over Tomball. I think Klein is going to be much improved. I like Collins to win the district once again, but that race between Collins and Kane is going to be real tight. One thing that I'm, one team that I'm keeping an eye on in this district, um, I, I would like to buy just a little bit of, of Klein Forest stock. I think that this is a team that, it's going to be pretty their fast. Front line talent. Their frontline yes. talent is good. It's it's up up front. It's yes. in the trenches on both sides of the ball where they have their questions. Yeah, the questions are going to be up front. If they can do that, like the skill position guys are going to be stars. Mm-hmm. But it's like they the questions. The can, sk- they might have the best skill kids in the district. Yeah, it's going to be impressive. Let's round out district or region two with district sixteen. This is the Sci uh, Sci Fair ISD, one of the Sci Fair ISD districts. Mm-hmm. The, the, the region a fun two one. district. Region yeah. two one. Uh, and the team that uh, the team that we have winning the uh, winning the, the the district here in the magazine is Cy Ranch, but I would say that you know look a lot of it just kind of depends on I think I think what you think of District 16 is a a referendum on what you think of one team and that's Bridgeland because mm-hmm. they're a team that uh, they they lose their star they lose Connor Wigman the star wide receiver and they lose a fair amount of that defense quarterback. too quarterback. What I say, receiver. Yeah, yeah, quarterback. Um, yeah. But they, they, but they, they, they lose a fair amount of experience from their defense. But I think their defense is going to be okay, and like a lot of the pieces around them are going to be okay. Uh, they like were regional the, final. I mean, they were a regional yeah. finalists last year. You know, we we talked about Maximum Bears in twenty twenty, and they kind of flamed out a little early. They they made a great run last yeah. year. I think I'm I'm really bullish on Cy Ranch. I think yeah. Sean McCullough's squad is going to be really dangerous this year. They have a chance to with DJ Sears at quarterback. I think Cy Ranch has a chance to be a borderline regional contender. They're they're going to be that good this year. I, I think Bridgeland is still a number a solid second team. I think the real intrigue here is because Cy Park got wiped by graduation. They were yeah, they were they the did. sexy team last year, and then Tom Ball put a hurting on them in the first round. But Cy Park got wiped out by graduation. Who yeah. who gets those last two playoff spots? I think Ranch and Bridgeland are still a, a, a step above everyone else. Yeah, I, you could see Cy Falls grabbing that last playoff spot. You could Cy see Langham Creek. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a, lot, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, it is. So that's region two. We've done it. And look, we're halfway through. We're only 54 minutes in. So this is great. All things are good. <laughs> um, all right. On Time to stamps re- will be big in this, in this exactly. podcast. Okay, on to region three. Region three is, um, that is the home of only two top 10 teams, believe it or not, in, in North Shore, who we've talked about, uh, <laughs> and then Katie. Katie, uh, very quietly... I mean, by quiet off season, it's been a quiet off season for Katie. I've not heard a lot of chirping. I mean, they got humbled in the semifinals by Westlake last year. I mean, they, I've never seen Katie get mauled like that. I mean, they got, they got, they did Westlake did to them what Katie and Gary Joseph squad has done to teams for, for decades, which is just bully you. Yeah. Like I've never seen Katie get bullied. It was it was shocking to see. Yeah. So it's been it's been a quiet off season, but 
if you think Katie's going away, you're sadly mistaken. Seth Davis is back at the running back spot. They're going to be very, very good. Um, you know, they, and Coger, this is a t- the quarterback's back for his third. Yeah. Is Coger back as a yeah, three-year starter now? And their, and their offensive line will be, once again, very, very good. Keep an eye on Katie. Um, and, and remember, last year, they, uh, uh, you know, we'll get to it. Let me, In fact, let me take a glance ahead. Um, let me look at the enrollments here. They are, they're once again kind of in that middle. Um, we'll, we'll get to them when we get to District 19, but they could go D1. They could go D2. Um, there are, oh, could they go D2? Yeah, uh, there is a path, but it's unlikely. They're likely yeah. D, oh, I'm sorry, they could go D1, uh, but it's more likely they go D2, um, in Agreed. my opinion. But we'll get to that. District 17, the other Cypher ISD district. Uh, you had a pair of 10 win teams here last year in, in kind of surprising Jersey village. Um, mm-hmm. and then Houston and Stratford, mm-hmm. um, you and know, both two teams- bring back a good amount. I think Jersey village and Stratford are, yeah. are going to be, are going to be right there one, two, but, um, I think Cy fair, Jeff Miller, they were super Cy fair and Cy Creek last year were super, super young. I think both of them, I think the gap mm-hmm. last year, Jersey village and Stratford are, were clearly the top two teams. Everybody else is kind of fighting for the last two spots. I think it's a top four this year, and I think mm-hmm. that gap between those top four, the, the fair and creek has shrunk quite a bit. Yeah, I think that you're right. The other thing for me, I mean, I think Houston Memorials are will real fly in the ointment here. This is a team that won a playoff game last year. Um, they're, they're always they're, in the mix. They're always yeah. solid. Yeah, they are, and they'll be solid once again. You know, with ten starters back. You know, Cy Fair. The interesting thing about them with Jeff Miller, like when, like when I think of 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 um, of Cy Fair football, I think running game and defense, and they're going to be running game and defenses here like they were very vintage fair and creek were both sophomore heavy last year so i expect a big leap forward this year district 18 now district 18 6a is houston isd uh lamar has won this district since time immemorial uh i don't see any reason why they won't this year although i do think that heights as is starting to close the gap yeah, Heights ended ended their long streak in 2020. Like Lamar had won like 20 something district titles in a row, mm-hmm. and Heights beat him in 2020 and won the district. Uh, order was restored last year. If you're a Lamar fan, Lamar won the district last year. I, it's it's a two horse race. Lamar and Heights won two. I, I think it's a clear delineation, and I think really the 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 intra, I think Westside and Westbury and Bel Air are kind of those three that are fighting for those two spots. I think Chavez and Sam Houston are clearly a notch below those. So on to District 19, uh, KDISD finally went and built enough schools to have their own darn district. A nine-team uh, district, by the way. It's, they get one. They get a nine-team district, which includes a state champion, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's not Katie. Um, yes. And Katie Pato making the move up. Um, now, this is a Pato team that is going to they, – they bring in David Hicks, the defensive uh, end from from Allen. Um, and new coach. They yeah, got a new coach. Up. BJ God is at Pearland now. Mm-hmm. They have a new coach, um, and they are going to. But they were they were hit pretty hard by graduation. Now, if you're wondering, uh, hey, did they just sneak into six A? No, they got an enrollment of thirty one sixty nine. Yeah, which I, I know that, there were some the people who were, yeah. yeah, there's some five A people that are pretty upset that Pato Pato's playing in five A with three thousand kids last year, and yeah. right, and I think they've got a legitimate beef. I, I really do. I, th- I think there's something to be said for that as far as enrollment goes. It, it felt like the advantage they had, but they're they're gonna they're not gonna be they're gonna be fine in six A. But the district just KDISD football is really really strong. Very healthy. And it's not right just now. Katie. You got Tompkins who's really good. 
Cinco Ranch was resurgent last year. They yes. did. They they went. They were outstanding. Seven Lakes and Morton Ranch are always in the mix. Katie Taylor is a couple of years removed from playing in the state semifinals themselves. It's a good yeah. district, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, until you know, Katie, Katie. Other than that one hiccup a couple of years ago against Tompkins, Katie is still. The, the team of record in this district. So as far as Katie, uh, as far as Katie going where their fate is concerned right now, they are a team that we have projected to go to division two. Um, they can go to division one, but they would need two of the following teams to get in. Katie Pato, Morton ranch, Taylor made Creek and the new school, Katie Jordan. They would need yeah. two of them to get in. Now, Pato even moving up and even losing what they did, I think they're a playoff team. That's me. I do too. I agree. I'm having trouble finding a second though. Because I think Tompkins and Cinco Ranch are, are clear playoff teams in my opinion. I think so, so too. That, I just don't think there's a yeah, I don't I think Morton Ranch, Taylor, and Maid Creek are all if you put them in other districts, they're probably playoff teams and good teams. They're just mm-hmm. in the wrong they're just in the wrong district here. I, I just don't see any way Tompkins and Cinco Ranch are both going to be pretty good again this yeah, year. So I, 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 would, I just don't see it. I would agree with that. Although I am looking at this. Do you know Katie Jordan brings back 50 lettermen and lost zero? So consider that. That is impressive. All 22 starters. Um, okay. District 20. District 26A here on what is apparently the district by district preview of Tuppence Step. Why not? Um, I mean, what, 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 is what there else anything we? else? Is there anything, anything more nerdy that we can do? District 20. Um, is the Fort Bend ISD plus like a little sprinkle of Lamar Consolidated ISD with Richmond George Ranch thrown in just for funsies, um, and 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 look, this has been a district that has been uh, that that uh, last year, um, you know, was dominated by Fort Bend Ridgepoint. Mm-hmm. They looked mm-hmm. the part of a state championship contender, but uh, a new challenger has emerged uh, oh. up from five A. Mm-hmm. The Fort Bend Hightower Hurricanes, a regional finalist from uh, from uh, in their own right, have yes. uh, made the jump uh, from five A. It should be pretty one. good. They're both. And I, I think, think Hightower is going to be pretty good this year. I think they are too. And so, yeah. and so maybe a challenger to the crown there. Um, I think with, so. And they play. I, I they I'm good. They play on a, on a Saturday in week four. So we're going to find out real quick, and I'll be at that game. We'll find out real quick who's the who the uh, big yeah. dog is in twenty six A. Yeah, we'll get a good we'll get a good feel on like the shape of twenty six A. You know, the undercard is going to be fun too because I do think that when you take a look at like the next at least four, arguably six teams, it's hard to split mm, them. Very, like between very balanced Dulles, Elkins, Clements, George Ranch, Bush, and and Travis. Those are going to be some wars for what is ultimately probably going to come down to a tiebreaker for the final two playoff spots. I like Richpoint and Hightower comfortably in the playoffs, but the Agreed. the next two are way up for grabs. Flip flip a coin. Clemens yeah. was the Clemens had been kind of the bottom feeder of this district for years, and they got into the playoffs last year. It was huge for them. So that that's a team to watch. But yeah, I agree. I think uh, Austin. I think Austin is still kind of a clear the clear number nine team. But three, three through eight, those are yeah. We we may need to brush up on our tiebreakers. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. District twenty one six A. Let us right now a moment of silence for Beaumont United. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be tough, <laughs> bro. So they move up. If you didn't know, they move up from from five A up to six A, and their gift is uh, North Shore, Atascacita, C.E. King, and Summer Creek. Four yeah. teams that combined to win forty six games last year. 
I think all four of these teams went to at least the third round. I think, yeah. I believe all, yeah, all went to the league because Atascocita, North Shore, North Shore State champ, Atascocita regional finalist, Summer Creek regional finalist, C.E. King regional semifinalist. And Atta- Beaumont, Beaumont Westbrook is not going to be bad, and they're almost unanimous picked fifth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that you're right. They they feel pretty good. You know, Tascasita is a team that that we always feel like is right on the cusp of being being a contender. Of course, they were the team that snapped Allen's winning streak last year. Um, they bring back Zion Brown, the quarterback who was uh, who who really stepped up as a as a sophomore last year. Uh, they've got they've got a, an A and M commit at uh, at nose guard that's Samu. I won't even try. Oh Tom- yeah, Samu Tomano Pepe. Yeah. I think it is. Yes, yeah, Samu. Yeah, he's, he's like he's outstanding. Pounds. Yeah, and, they, and he's he he moves. He's a big kid, but he moves well. Yeah, they got two really good running backs, Jamari Green and Tory Blaylock. They've got pieces. Yeah, but it's it, it, has always got pieces. They just have yeah. never been able to put it together, and also they have never been able to beat North Shore. That's a, yeah, that's that's part. That's and that's a big part of that well. part of it is that is that like when they're in this district, it, like unless you beat North Shore, you have to then you're the 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 D D one two. And so at best, you're going to have to run into North Shore down the road, um, you know, and it's just, you know, and, and by the way, at worst, you could get a, some, a tougher playoff path. So um, mm-hmm. I do like, uh, like there were two kind of breakout stars uh, teams from this district last year in C.E. King and Summer Creek. Are you buying in on either of them? But C.E. King got hit pretty hard by graduation. Yeah. And, and, and their coach, they got, uh, yeah. coach Derek Fitzhenry is now the AD only. So that a lot of change. I think Summer Creek is, is the number three team. I think C.E. King is the most vulnerable. I still think de- their defensive line is still going to be really good. Should be enough to get them in the playoffs and hold off Westbrook. And I think Umble, I think Umble is going to be much improved a year or two under Marcus Schultz. But I just don't think it's enough for either of those two, either Westbrook or Umble, to take down uh, C.E. King for the final playoff spot. Uh, District District Twenty Two has a team that I just wish they'd stink and go D two, but the numbers just don't bear it out because they're the t- they're the they're the small they're the best team they're the they're the biggest team in the district. And that's Deer Park. I like Deer Park a lot. I think Deer Park's awesome, and I think this year they have an opportunity to be really good. I think Austin Flynn's done a great job there. I think their defense could be great. If they find a quarterback, I think Deer Park has a chance to be really good, and then they're going to see a Tascacita in the first round. Yeah, that's like, and Dobie, Dobie is also yeah. been, you know, there was a year uh, when Kevin Bernithi was there. They went undefeated in the regular season, and then they, they draw a Tascacita in the first round, yeah. and that's a terrible number two seed matchup to, to get. So it's, it's this district, the two best teams are Dobie and Deer Park, pretty clearly and the problem is they're both going to be probably out in the first round of the playoffs yeah, so that's it's really the, the intrigue here is which pasadena school because i think channel view is your clear three mm-hmm. the intrigue here is which pasadena school can get that fourth playoff spot and have themselves a, a good season and getting into the playoffs and i think it's pasadena memorial this year but keep an eye on rayburn i, I think rayburn yeah. is continuing to improve that'd be pretty cool if they could sneak into the playoffs yeah, last year last year south houston um mm-hmm. could be them again south but... houston and memorial have kind of been going back and forth yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rayburn could be the party crasher there. District twenty three. District twenty three is Pearland ISD. And boy, it's just a mishmash. Uh, it's, yeah. it's Pearland ISD, Alvin ISD, Aleph ISD, and, and Strike Jesuit for funsies. Uh, just throw, just kind of all mishmash together. It's like, um, it's like the what's left of Houston, basically. It really is. Like, are you? Let me ask you: Are you buying it on Shadow Creek? I'm I'm cautiously optimistic on Shadow. I, I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, I think Duke they have a, they have a veteran quarterback and Duke Butler. They've always got great skill kids. Their secondary is going to be outstanding. I think they're the they're the the district favorite for sure. Um, I think the pro the the you know 
I think they're a team to watch out for in Division Two. I think they might be the second best team mm-hmm. in in the D two bracket. The problem is the way the way things break out is they probably would get Katie in the third round. Right. So that's a tougher matchup. But I, I, I like Shadow Creek a lot. I think they're gonna be, they're gonna be they're gonna be strong. Uh, Pearland Dawson is a team that I'm I'm intrigued by. Uh, they played 18 sophomores last year, um, and and they're going to be. Uh, I think they're going to take a, a nice step forward. Although again, they if they go D two. By the way, do you know if Shadow Creek projected to go D one? Yeah, I guess if um, I I personally my picks do not, but I guess if Straight Jesuit gets that yeah. fourth playoff spot. It would push Shadow Creek D one, which That's crazy. <laughs> then that would be, you know, they, they then the, the funsies here would be that we get North Shore in round two. Yeah, um, probably, probably. Yeah, I it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting district, and yeah, you're right. That battle for four, I like the two parallel teams to make the playoffs again. That battle Agreed. for fourth between Strake, Aleve Taylor, I can buy in on some Alvin. Um, like one of those three teams gets that gets mm-hmm. that fourth playoff spot. I think. Uh, and finally, rounding out Region Three is District Twenty Four. That is the uh, the cl- it's the Clear Schools plus Dickinson, Clear Creek um, ISD. Yep. Yeah, Clear Creek ISD. Um, Dickinson is a they're they're an interesting squad this year because I think that their defense is going to be really good. I have some questions about their depth this year, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird for a team that's that's going to go D one. But like, yeah, Dickinson typically has been. The problem for Dickinson, Dickinson's had some really good teams the past few years, but region, Division One and Region Three has been such a bloodbath that it's hard for them to get out of the second round because they're right. playing North Shore or Tascosita. And they, there was one year they played they played ten and zero Pearland in the first round. Like it's it was yeah. it's been a bloodbath in Division One Region Three for a while. Yeah, and that that kind of holds true once again. Um, I like we have Clear Falls second. I like Clear Falls uh, offensively. Um, I think they're going to be pretty talented offensively. The defense has got to come around though. They got um, gutted. Graduation gutted them last yeah. year. Yeah, uh, but I like them as the top team out of D two there. And and then yeah, it's you know and actually like Clear Springs I think is going to be interesting as well. This is a team that it's that it's brings back Clear Springs and Dickinson kind of fighting for that top spot, and they're both going to be Division one. Yeah, and and you know they bring back five starters, all, all five starters in their offensive line, uh, but they just got to replace a quarterback and mm-hmm. and 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 quite a quarterback in that. So um, I don't know. District twenty four is is interesting. All right, that rounds out region three. Clocking in an hour nine. Neat. All right, on to region four, and the question there in region four is like, can anyone, anyone, anyone challenge Austin? Like that's it. That's the whole yeah. game. San Antonio has been just pummeled by the the uh, the. It was the big two from Austin, Westlake and Lake Travis, but now it's really a big three because Vandergrift has made mm-hmm. the last couple. Drew Sanders' squad has made their presence known, and it's kind of a big three in Austin now with with Vandergrift being added to that mix. So and and by the way, anyone from the two one zero make that push. And by the way, here's the other thing that sucks. Like if you want to see San Antonio succeed. The Austin contingency in Region 4, in my opinion, got stronger with real life. Mm-hmm. With the addition of Dripping Springs, with the addition of Maynard, with the addition of Buta Johnson. Like, this is a stronger group of teams from Austin mm-hmm. that are there that, like, that gap is growing. I mean, you remember that regional final. The regional final we talked about was San Antonio, Brennan, and Lake Travis. It's like that was San Antonio's real chance to really break through. And what happened? 42 17. Like yeah, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. Like that gap is so wide right now. Yeah, 
And Brennan and the the, pro, the problem really is Brennan and Steele, who are the two best teams in my opinion in the San Antonio area, uh, who play in Week One. By the way, uh, they're both going to be probably Division One, so they got to go through Westlake and Lake Travis to even get out of the region, and that's just been it's been a no go zone for those San Antonio schools recently. And, and unfortunately, I think Brennan is going to be really good this year, yeah, top ten type team, but I don't think they can touch Westlake or Lake Travis right now. Until they do it, you can't you can't, you can't pick, pick a San Antonio team over the over those two for sure. Let's talk District Twenty Five in the Austin area, uh, where uh, Maynard kind of crashes the party in there after after a really nice year uh, last year. Uh, Vandegrift is your favorite here. This is mm-hmm. a team that we you know we talk with Drew Sanders uh, at, at coaching school to the State of the Vipers address. Uh, they they bring back something that like like I. I'm not sure if they've ever had a quarterback returning like Braden Buchanan. Like no. they've had great senior quarterbacks, but like then they're gone and that's fine. Mm-hmm. New guy, but they bring back a 3000 yard passer in Braden Buchanan. He's got a great offensive line in front of him. They're uh, really good up front. They're really I don't good. worry about their defense. You know, they've got some, they've got some pieces to replace uh, defensively, but I don't worry about their defense. I don't know. I mean, Vandegrift looks, looks the part. And the other thing about them is that they go D2. That's the big thing. I I think Vandergrift and Round Round Rock is going to be really good as well. And Round Rock Mm -hmm. has been the one team that's really been able to challenge them in district. But Round Rock goes Division One. I think Vandergrift goes Division Two. And I I think and I'm look spoiler alert. Vandergrift's my pick to win the region in in Region Four. I mean, it 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 seems like because we'll get to it. But like if 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 it is if it is if Austin is the center of the Region Two universe or Region Four universe, which it has been, and if if they are um, and if, if, you know, there's going to be a division two team and if Westlake and Lake Travis are going D one pretty likely for both of them, they're going mm-hmm. D one. If that's the case, then there's gotta be an Austin area team in D two. And if you're, if you're looking for an Austin area team in D two to make that run, it's either a team in the next district we'll talk about, or it's Vandergrift and Vandergrift Agreed. feels like the safer, the safest choice there. Agreed. I think, I think district 25 is Vandergrift round rock and then kind of, a mismatch kind of after that. The intrigue there is going to be who gets those last two playoff yeah. spots. If Dude. somebody maybe could, but I don't think anyone's like Vandergrift seems pretty locked into D two. Round Rock seems pretty locked into D one. So it's really just a matter of who gets those last uh, two spots. Let me tell you this. I don't want to puff up his chest too much, but I am buying what Maynard is selling. And Ishmael Johnson is going to hear me say this, Yeah, but the, I got they, Maynard in the playoffs. I got him in. I'm telling you like between, yeah, between that, that Prince will, Uman Mammalian, I think it is, um, and then Quentin Joyner, and and that front seven figures to be really good. I don't know, man. I think Maynard could be very dangerous right away in, in 6A. Agreed. Uh, team to keep an eye on. Um, all right. District 26. District 26 is the rare team or rare district that has two top seven teams in it in Westlake and Lake Travis. We talked mm-hmm. about Westlake. Let's talk a little bit about Lake Travis. Uh, you know, uh, by by Lake Travis standards, uh, only a run to the state semifinals last year, um, yeah. and 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 that's that's the bar there. I mean, uh, fair or not, the bar yeah. for them is we should be playing for a state championship, and if we don't, it's it's it's, it's disappointing. But since they've gone to D one, they've had to run through North Shore, and mm-hmm. North Shore has uh, punted them into the sun at every they've opportunity. Had their number. Three yes. times in a row, yeah, three three. Now, I think last year's game was pretty close, but you know. It's yeah, they, they haven't been able to hang with North Shore up front. And now, I think the real intrigue here mm-hmm. is is those last two play I think Westlake Lake Travis obviously are the, are the teams to beat with Westlake what? being the favorite. 
I know, I know. Bold. I, I was going to take Austin High. Okay. Well, that's 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 a that's a safe pick. I would I would I can see <laughs> Go that. Maroons. Yeah. Uh, how did how do the two five A move ups fare? Dripping yeah. Springs and Buta Johnson. I think those are the two. Dripping Springs obviously has the headliner and Austin Novosad at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Buta Johnson if for a third. They've they've gotten pretty competitive right mm-hmm. off the bat. They're they're going to be they're going to be strong as well. I think those are your two teams to get those last two playoff spots. Um, I, I'm imp- I've, been, I've been impressed with with Buda Johnson's uh, ability to, to be competitive off the bat. And then Dripping Springs, obviously, they drew the dreaded ten and one, but I still mm-hmm. think they're they're a playoff team. Good quarterback district here because you've got uh, Novasad at Dripping Springs, Bo Edmondson at Lake Travis, and Jesse Buda Medina. Johnson's Buda Johnson's quarterback. I cannot Medina. think of his name right now, but he Jesse Medina. Put up, he put up some big numbers as well. He's a good player. He is. Yeah, it's a good it's a good quarterback district there in 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 twenty six. And and by the way, to remind you, the team to keep an eye on for Westlake purposes is Del Valley. If Del Valley mm-hmm. makes the playoffs, Westlake likely goes D two. If they miss the playoffs, Westlake likely goes D one. So that's what that's really the, the 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 key as far as from a statewide perspective. District twenty seven. We're now getting into San Antonio, and um and you know I. Let's let's have a conversation about Judson because last year was so weird, um, and and just, just shocking. A, a, it was shocking. a shocking year for them to miss the playoffs. Um, I do think they'll be better. I think that I think, but I think it's I think this is also I'll just say this: it's a really important year for Judson to establish that last year was an aberration and not the new mm-hmm. norm because. The growth there in Judson ISD has been big, and they've been opening schools. And there's a realistic there's a realistic reality out there. That's uh, redundant. There is a world out there where Judson's done being competitive. Like there is, it's important for them. I think this year to establish no. Last year was just we got injured. We didn't have the right pieces. This, that, or the other. Last year was the aberration. We're the same old Rockets. I think it's an important year for Judson. It is. It's a retrenching year for them to, to reestablish that. And, and they've got the guy. Mark Soto is yep. Judson. He is he is red and gray through and through. You saw that passion in his interview at coaching school. Mm-hmm. He bleeds Judson Rockets. Like if there if there's a guy that's gonna get and they kind of went back, they kind of had strayed away from the DW Rutledge kind of coaching tree there and Jim Rackley and kind of, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of started to stray away from that. They're going right back to it with Mark Soto. That guy played for coach Rutledge played for coach Rackley. He he's, he's a Judson guy. If there's anybody that's going to bring it back, I think it's him. And I think Judson is going to be much improved. I think they're going to be this number two team in 27, six a, and they're probably going to go division two, which I think would help, would help them as well. And if they get that top seed in division two, I mean, a second round matchup with Austin Vandergrift potentially would be a way to announce their return to uh, prominence with a with an upset in that in that scenario. Yeah. But I think Steel, I think this Steel team is going to be pretty mm-hmm. good if they can answer their questions at quarterback. Their yep. skill kids are, are are this looks more like the vintage Steel teams that was we saw in the early 2010s up to about 2016. And and they're and this is going to stun you guys, but they're going to have good linebacker play. Makai Williams, their front seven is mm-hmm. going to be really good uh, for Steel. But again, the question is like last year. Last year they were an eleven and zero team going into the second round of the playoffs, and they played Vandegrift, and they got beat by thirty eight. They, like, they got blown out. Yep, and that's like that's... The, like when they like these teams. Like look at it, like I'll just tell you how there were four playoff teams from here: Cibolo Steel, New Braunfels, East Central, and San Marcos. Okay, Steel lost thirty eight nothing to Vandegrift. New Braunfels got beaten the area round by 63 by Westlake. East Central got beaten the area round by Lake Travis by, let me see, 42. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And in the and then San Marcos played Vandergrift in the first round of the playoffs, and they they lost by thirty eight. Like mm-hmm. they haven't been close, and that's what we're talking about. I've got to see them close the gap first before I'm willing to believe that these are statewide contenders. Keep an eye on San Marcos. I think John Walsh yep. has got something cooking down there. I mm-hmm. think they're going to be a team that, that there's a spoiler in this district. San Marcos is your spoiler. Yeah, in a couple years, a couple years in that system, I think are going to do some good for for them. So that bottom of that district, especially, but like those two, two, three, four uh, playoff spots. Uh, I mean, really, I don't think you can count out Schertz Clemens. Like they, it's six teams, and especially those bottom four teams, in my opinion, in New Braunfels, East Central, San Marcos, and Clemens. They're gonna they're gonna go to war like each and every week. It'll be it'll be you know meaningful football in in early October. Agreed. Um, all right, District twenty eight. District twenty eight uh, is the is this north is this northeast ISD? I was this is this northeast plus two north yeah. side ISD because yeah. north side's got eleven high schools, so they just split them up. So uh, a lot of this comes down to kind of a a clear delineation, in my opinion, between the two. The two, I think the two best teams are also the two teams most likely to go D1, which are Reagan and Johnson in some sort of order. Um, you know, you know, Johnson got, Johnson got, um, they got 10 and one last year. They did. Uh, and they got a new coach. T.P. Miller got, is yeah. there now. They got a new coach. Uh, they, they, they went 10 and 0 last year in the regular season and go into the division two bracket. And you're thinking we were having this conversation. We're like, man, keep an eye on Johnson. Like, D two's a favorable draw. They get New Braunfels in the first round, and they get beat. Like they get they unicorned, and and you know this is a d- district that got swept last year in the playoffs. Uh, these four teams got swept in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I I like Reagan. I like what Lyndon Hamilton's doing there. Um, and and this is a team that I think is the early front runner. But I also don't know that there's a huge gap between the first best team and like the sixth best team in this district. No, it's a it's a it's a very bunched up district. I, I like Brandeis. JC Evans at quarterback. Yeah. I think Brandeis is gonna be really strong. I think Clark is poised to take a huge leap forward this year. And then you you know, you got Roosevelt, Madison, and Marshall. I think Marshall is also gonna be much improved. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very bunched up district. And I think the 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 north it's actually three north uh if remember yeah. remember three north north side I I think I think Brandeis, Clark, and Marshall all have a chance to make some noise in District 28-6A. Marshall's interesting because they're the newcomer to this district. Remember, they're District 29 last year, mm-hmm. uh, moving into District 28, mm-hmm. and they were they were a playoff team last year. Um, this is a, the Marshall's the real interesting team. Like they're they're a squad that that if they can kind of keep things together, and especially you know especially if they can kind of ex, ex, you know find some you know establish a little bit of depth there, they've got an opportunity to kind of crash that that top those top four. But you're talking about 19 district. It's going to be, you know, they're right into district play, you know, real quick. All right. Into district 29, district 29, uh, another nine team district. Yes. All North side, all North side schools. It's all North side ISD. And, and Brennan is, I think once again, your favorite, um, mm-hmm. Ashton DuBose is, I mean, look, Ashton DuBose is special. Like he's a special playmaker. Best and, quarterback in South Texas right and, now. My and he is going to, he's going to put on a show, but the, the issue once again, is that they're going to go D one. And mm-hmm. and I'd love to see them go D two because I would love to see Vandegrift against Brennan. I think that's a really interesting matchup. But the problem is that like they're going to go D one and they're going to mm-hmm. run into Lake Travis at some point, and you know Lake or Travis Westlake, or, yeah. or Westlake, and they're going to get vaporized. Yeah, like, I think we got we got them projected to play Lake Travis in the third round right now. Yeah. 
Um, you know that the 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 next two, I think I think actually this is a pretty well stratified district because you've got Brennan on top, and then I think you've got a pretty sizable gap. Um, and then you have two teams, uh, one which was not a surprise last year in San Antonio Harlan. We thought they were going to be pretty, and then one that was a pretty big surprise in Taft. Um, yeah, Taft the past you know past couple of years, you know they, they twenty twenty was the COVID year it was weird. They had that. They went to the third round in twenty twenty. Pulled a couple of ups. I think they had a forfeit in the first yeah. round. They, they, and they kept it up last year. They did. They did not fall off. I think Taft. Ricky State has done a great job there. I think their program is on good footing, and I think they're here to stay. I think. I think Taft and Harlan. I agree. Are fighting it out for second. I think. I think it's two three between those those two, and I think the battle for fourth is going to be a battle royale between Dude. four schools yes stevens uh, o'connor warren and holmes i think all o'connor really struggled last year and got hot late and beat taft in week 10 that was they had a bye week 11 so week 10 was mm-hmm. their five. o'connor beat taft last year so o'connor made some moves last year but <clears throat> stevens they, they lost their quarterback early in the year and their, their season kind of went down the tubes if stevens can stay healthy i like them to hold off o'connor for that fourth spot yeah, I think that I think that it's going to be. I think you're exactly right that there's there's three very distinct competitions here. There's Brennan, kind of they want to compete on a statewide level. There's Harlan and Taft who are going to be kind of duking it out for that second for a second spot. And by the way, we project them both to go D two. So they're talking about the top seed of yep. uh, D two, a home playoff game. Yeah, and then you've got just like taking Chaos. taking sledgehammers to one another, uh-huh. and you know, full on. It was like full on Squid Game. And it was like that last year for those last couple of playoff spots. It was there. I think going into week 11, there were, I think three teams at four and three yeah. and two teams at three. It was a big yeah. mishmash there. District 29 is the squid game of six. A. Um, there's your quote. Pull, there's your pull quote. I like make it. it a, yeah, make pull it that. a graphic. Um, all right. District 30, 36, a uh, Laredo area, Del Rio uh, Eagle pass in here. Eagle pass won the district last year. Uh, no, they didn't. United South did. I'm sorry. I, I lied. Yeah, but Eagle Pass has been right. The past three, four years, Tom Gonzalez's squad has been really consistent mm-hmm. down there in South Texas. I think and as they, much as Laredo. They're the team this year. Yes, I, I think Eagle Pass and Del Rio are the two teams to fight it out for. Because Del Rio has the most dynamic player in the district is Zachary Taylor. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen film of Zachary Taylor at quarterback, he that's a, divi- that's a Division One type talent. At quarterback for Del Rio, so I think El Eagle Pass and Del Rio are one. I think the four Laredo schools are going to kind of be having a battle royale for those last two playoff spots. I think it's Eagle Pass, Del Rio, one two. Eagle Pass is really interesting. They're they're going to have from a skill position perspective, like they're going to be loaded. Okay, they bring back Isaac, Isaac Stanwick, their quarterback. They got a running back in Thomas Mayers and and, and, and a bevy of receivers in Kyle Gloria, Chris Frausto. This is a really loaded offense here for uh for Eagle Pass. This is I think there's gonna be a pretty pointsy district. I think these are district teams are gonna put put up points. Um and and it should be I think it's gonna be a fun district. Like I said, like you know it's I don't think there's a statewide contender here, but like this is from from a, a from if you just want good entertainment. I think that especially because you know you remember like United South has been one of the most con- more consistent programs you know in mm-hmm. this district. But Del Rio has very quickly, I think it's very quickly rising to that level. And Eagle Pass is very quickly rising to that level, too. So, um, Agree. Lot, lot, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting, I mean, you, for, for years and years, it was Laredo United and then everybody else. Yes. I got, I got Laredo United fourth in this district. Just kind of wait, shows you how, the, how things have changed down there in, in brush country. Wait a minute since they finished fourth. 
Um, all right, district. We're now down fully into the Rio Grande Valley District Thirty One Six A. District Thirty One Six A is uh, again. I would say, especially in the top three, depending on I don't know how you feel about PSJA, but I think the top three between Edinburgh, Edinburgh North, and Mission, um, tightly packed. Very yeah, tightly with, packed. With with Edinburgh Vela, who's dominated this district going down to five A, it's left a big vacuum in Thirty One mm-hmm. in the western half of the Rio Grande Valley. A lot of questions in this district. I think Edinburgh North is a team to beat, but I, it's a six-team district, so I think that there's not a lot of depth here. I I don't really like any of these teams really be sticking around long come playoff time. But no, if, you're, if, you, if you put a gun to my head, I give Edinburgh North the uh, edge, and we may see Edinburgh North uh, in on a Thursday night uh, down in our Rio Grande Valley trip, possibly. Yeah, remember there are only two district. There are only two. This is the district where because uh, PSJ North was in this district, right? As yeah, well. so Vela and PSJ North, who were the one-two yeah. teams last year, are now in five A. Yeah, so that is um, big it, vacuum. Yeah, there's a big vacuum there, and and with a six-team district, I mean, you're talking high, high, uh, like intensity, high stakes football games for every one of these. Like you can't slip yeah. up. No, um, no doubt. One one loss could could push could you really, push you out of the playoffs real quick. Finally, Matthew, District thirty-two six A. Uh, the Rio Grande Valley uh, with Lower uh, Valley, the Lower Valley Battle of the Arroyo happening here. Harlingen and San Benito. Those are our top two teams there. I think there's a pretty clear delineation between those two entering the season. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And and I, I think because you guys are going to I won't be able to be there. We're going down there uh, for the Battle of the Arroyo uh, between nine. Harlingen Week and San nine. Benito. Um, that's a district title game, right? Like, I'm not crazy. I think it's for the district title. So it's going to be I, I, I hate to rub it in tougher but it's yeah it's probably gonna be for the district title so the intensity of that one's gonna be ramped up uh, another notch or two harlingen's Uh, offense i think is going to be pretty good their offensive line uh, i think has an opportunity to to be one of best in in the real grand valley this is an offense brings back eight starters uh from last year uh you know uh, and isaiah bell who was a uh, i i think kind of one of those those guys you get the ball in a, a variety of different ways San Benito is an interesting squad because I think that their their defense could be one of the ver- one of the better ones. And remember, they gave Vela a really tough run in the, in that first round playoff game. Wow. They did. San, San Benito is is scrappy and tough. They're 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 just kind of one of those teams you, that you you know when you played them, they're they're going to let you know. So, but the uh, other I, so so here's the other ahead. thing that's interesting about this. San Benito is now bigger than Harlingen. Yes, and and so as a result, our projection in the magazine is that these two teams, those two teams are going to flip brackets. That Harlingen was a D1 team last year, they'll go D2, and mm-hmm. San Benito was a D2 team last year, they'll go D1. Yes, yeah, I think that's accurate, because I think Los Fresnos, uh, under David Cantu, gets, like Los Fresnos is still the largest school in this district. They are, I think yes. they get in. I think the real battle, Westlaco and Brownsville Hannah are fighting out, because Westlaco is going to be, since the past two years, they've just been senior heavy. And yeah. Roy Strowman's done a good job last year getting them back into the playoffs. They're they're moving. You know, I, I, I'll be interested to see if they can hold off Hannah because I think Hannah is going to be a much improved team this year under Mark Guess. Okay, that's every district. Matt, <laughs> we did it. We did it. It's only we been an hour it. and thirty minutes um, on one class. So let's do this now. Let's go a much larger class though. You know, yeah, it's, let's it's go thirty-two let's, districts. Let's go district. Well, let's let's go district by, by district again. I'm kidding. Uh, we'll go region by region. We'll start with Division One. I. I want your Division One regional champions and state champion. So I have South Lake Carroll winning Region One because I have them going okay. Division One. Uh, okay. I have 
Duncanville winning Region Two over Cy Ranch. Okay. I have yeah, Cy Ranch. I have Region Three. I have North Shore over Atascosita, and in Region Four, I have Westlake over Lake Travis. And in the state title game, give me North Shore over Duncanville again. So you think North Shore is going to beat Westlake in a semi? Yes, I do. I do. I think North Shore gets them this year. Okay. Um, I agree with most of that, but not all of that. Okay. Uh, And specifically, my my contention is, I think, Region 1, if if Carroll's not there in D1, Region 1 is like... I mean, who's who's gonna who's gonna win it? Um, it's really and, intriguing. If 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 Carol goes D two, I'm interested to see because I'm assuming you have Carol D two, right? I do have Carol D two. So I'm interested to see who you pick to win the region one in D in D one. I like Arlington Martin to win region one. Okay, Lakers squad Arlington, breaks through. I think Arlington Martin re- wins region one in D one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Duncanville. I think we're in, we're in lockstep in, in the rest of the way. I like Duncanville in region two. Um, although I do, you could. I'm I'm with you on the Woodlands. They're really intriguing, um, but I like Duncanville. Uh, I like North Shore in Region Three, and I like Westlake in Region Four. And I will go with yeah, North Shore over Duncanville. I'm done. I'm I guys. I hate to tell you this. I I I will never ever ever pick Duncanville over North Shore again. I won't do it until it happens. It's hard until to it happens. get. Because so yeah. here's the thing. I got burned because uh, I picked Duncanville in 2018 and in 2021 and got burned both times. Um, the only one I picked him was 2019. So, Yeah, I picked I picked North Shore in 18 and 19. Didn't pick him. I picked Duncanville in 21. Yeah. All right. Okay. On to Division Two, Matthew. Give me your regional champions and your state champion. Uh, Division Two, uh, Region One. I got Geyer over Flower Mound Marcus. I have DeSoto over Harker Heights in a little bit of a a interesting pick there. Yeah. Sexy. Uh, Region three. I like Katie over Pato. All Katie regional final. Yeah, I know. Cause Katie and Katie and I got Katie and Shadow Creek playing in round three. So, Mm -hmm. uh, in region four, I got Vandergrift over Brandeis. And in the state championship game, I've got Katie over DeSoto. All right. If for me, we're we're pretty close. Although again, Region One, I like South Lake Carroll in Region One. I like Desoto in Region Two. I like Katie in Region Three. Although I think Summer Creek might get back to the regional final. I like Summer Creek. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then in Region Four, I am going to go with Vandegrift. Although I am very interested. I would like a very small taste of uh, some dripping spring stock. Cause I could absolutely see that happening too. Okay. Um, and in a state championship game, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with South Lake Carroll over Katie, but that's a coin flip. That's very coin flippy. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think we both agree. You took, you, you have Carol in title game. Is Katie over Carol? No, I have Katie over DeSoto. Cause I, oh, I, have Carol DeSoto. Going, I have Carol going D one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Never yeah, mind. I have Carol going D1. Um, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I've got, I've got Carol over Katie, but that is subject to change, and Katie could absolutely win that state championship. So, okay. Um, we did it. That's the whole stinking state. Um, and, and we did every classification. In this class, we did every stinking district. 
Um, we're such sickos. So I don't want to hear it. Our wives hate us. I don't want to hear it. Like, like whatever your complaints are, I don't care. Like, we, we, we did it. Um, okay. So now you want to do private schools? No. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Step, thanks for your courage. Thanks. The next step and step will be the week one preview on August 22nd. You are damn right it is. We'll talk to you then on Tepin Step.